We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Oh, there it is. I love that sound. <laughs> I love that sound. Baseball back this week. And welcome back. Midday show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio with you. 215-592-9494. We'll get back to the phones here in a minute. All your calls on the Eagles and, and the Jalen Ramsey idea. I threw it out. I, I would trade the 10th pick of the draft for Jalen Ramsey. I, I know it's a big, big price, but he is still a top five corner in the game. And um, I think it'd be great for this defense to replicate what they had last year. You think they should draft a corner and not give up that, that kind of value there. We'll get back to that. But, Hugh, we had baseball this weekend. Baseball. Phillies back, all of baseball back, spring training. Obviously a great debut there for Trey Turner, you, who's, who's going to you know clearly need to be uh, – he's going to need to be worth what they paid him. And they, they gave him a $300 million contract, and they're missing Bryce the first half of the season. So I know it's only spring training, only a couple games, but it but felt that, you good wanna, watching You him. You want to get out the gate fast, yep. especially when you get that kind of money because people want to see. You can't – You the, the unfortunate thing about that is you don't have the luxury of, of, of ramping up. You got to kind of be on mm-hmm. because when you you got to give the people something to be excited about. But I will tell you what they weren't excited about. Joe. What's that? That damn pitch clock the, the, and some of these new rules. It's a so <laughs> you know the Phillies being back, right? So the, the baseball being back on WIP vote Saturday and Sunday was awesome. But you I have to be honest with you. I'm with you. The thing I was paying most attention to this weekend. Now, look, it was great to see Trey Turner out there stealing a base, scoring a run, doing his thing. He wears the oven mitts when he when he's on the bases to protect his fingers. It's all great. Mm-hmm. But the thing that I was paying most attention to was the pitch clock. It was I, I thought it was the most fascinating sports thing this entire weekend across everything because it's changing baseball completely. And I, I will say it after one weekend, and I know it's just, it's just spring training. I love this. I love the pitch clock. I think it is the smartest thing that Rob Manfred has done in his entire tenure as commissioner. And, and you might be saying to yourself as I say that, well, it's the only smart thing he's done. But whatever. It's the smartest thing he's done. He watching the game, it just moved so much quicker. And I love baseball, but even I'll say the game has gotten very slow the last 20 years. And the one thing that I noticed was uh, uh, outside of the emphasis on talking about the play clock as much as they did is the pressure that it put on the pitchers to hurry up and get it done. Because it, it was, it was kind of cool the way that they did it. Like you would see it would like flash. It would be like at 18. Then it would go away. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you it'll flash again in, in twelve. So <laughs> I'm, a, I'm I'm assuming in the pitcher's head, he's like, "Oh heck, I gotta hurry and get this off. I gotta I gotta hurry and do this because if if not, I don't know what's gonna happen next." And there was a couple times where guys actually missed the play clock, and and I guess it was a penalty something because it was 36 penalties that were called this weekend. Yep, and they were doing that because a lot of people complained about it, but they're trying to get us comfortable with the idea of the pitch clock being a, a factor in the game. So here's how fast it is, just to give a little perspective on this. At 215-592-9494, very curious what, what you felt out there. Because it, it feels like people love it or hate it. I haven't seen any in-between. No, there's no in-between. No. No, no in-between. And I love it. So 15 seconds is what the clock is if no one's on base. If there's someone on base, you get 20 seconds. But okay. nobody on base, it's 15 seconds. So last year, th- I saw this stat. Uh, Corey Seidman had this, NBC Sports Philadelphia. 347 pitchers last year through at least 50 innings, okay? Mm-hmm. 
Of those guys, not a single one averaged less than 18 seconds. So no one threw the ball this fast last year. Mm -hmm. So most guys were way over the— Taking taking this sweet time. Yes, and it works both ways because the batter also has to get in there. In the box. Yeah, you got to get in the box. And there was one game this weekend, Kyle, I think it was the Red Sox-Braves, that actually ended on a violation. And the funny part was you watch it like, who are they calling it on? But they called it on the batter because he didn't get in the box. (laughs) Kyle, I love this. Oh, it was great. Uh, I mean, it just— Baseball is has been completely flipped upside down right now with the, with these uh, this pitch clock thing. I'm not used to having not as much free time when I'm watching the game. Like you know, you can used to walk your, around like yeah. I used to do the same thing. You walk out the room, yep, and you, you can, can get do something. Yeah, you, you can look at that phone, anymore. But yeah. they're just, I mean, they're getting the ball back. They're just pumping it, man. One thing I'm thinking about with this is because uh, Brandon Marsh the other day was talking about how pitchers this year are going to have to be in better shape to you know accommodate for this. I'm wondering if at least in the beginning of the season, are we going to see? Maybe shorter outings out of some of these starters, like that, you know, would you normally go like seven innings? You might see them go five because, I mean, this pace is insane. Yeah, that's you, a good question. Yeah, you would think their arms are built up to throw 100 pitchers or 90 or 80, but like, can they do it quicker? Right. That's, that's a different story. I think, and there's going to be some pitchers that, that like to take a long time on the mound that they're going to struggle with this early on. Chris Bassett? Yeah. But <laughs> let me tell you what, they, like, this is what I thought the weekend was about getting everybody comfortable. With the speed of the game. Yep. Because you heard a lot. Like, the only people that I heard complaining about it the most, and no disrespect to anybody that's older, but old people. Like, old people were complaining about it the most because, for whatever reason, older gentlemen want to keep baseball back in the day where they used to sit on the lawn and and have picnics or whatever. They want to keep that game going. It's not like that anymore. It's not. The game is changing. Dudes wear gold chains. They Cadillac around the, the bases. People like that stuff. It's not like baseball is the only sport when you look at that, that like all the professional sports, the slowest to evolve. And I always thought the NFL does it the best. Like, think about how much the NFL game has changed just from when you played. Yes. The NFL doesn't worry about the past. They're, no, they're they about don't. today. Baseball is you got these old curmudgeons that are sitting in there, sitting there that some of them are calling games. And when you hear them complain about the guys Cadillacing around the bases or the dudes wearing the gold chains or what, like, dog, that's what baseball is. That's why they had the, um, the whole thing a couple of years ago, let the kids play. Mm-hmm. Let the kids play, man. That's what they do now. They got tattoos all on their neck. It's a different game. It's not the game that your granddaddy played. It's not. Well, you know what? I'm glad you said let the kids play. You know what they're trying to do now? Get the kids to pay attention again. Yes. Because you're right. You. Baseball is the kind of game you could walk out of the room. Now, I don't know if you could do no, that. because you might miss something very, very important. So I know last year, so my son is eight now. Last year, obviously, last summer he was seven. We went to a game. His attention span, like, between pitches, he would, like, he'd be all over the place. And I got it, right? Because I'm sitting there, I'm like, nothing's happened for four minutes. Like, yeah. I love baseball, but I get why kids are out. Isn't that the best? Like, speaking of that, isn't that the best, man? Like, like to be with a youngster that you're trying to, to introduce him to certain aspects of yep. life, and they just don't get it. Took my son to the movies this weekend. That was the absolute worst. What'd you What'd you guys say? We went to go see Quantumanium, Ant Man. What do you think? Or was he too? Was it too much? Or did he? Was like, he there? Uh, he's ten, four. He's four. Ten minutes into the movie, is it over? Is it done? <laughs> no. And I'm like Harper, you can't you can't yell at this. He's yelling. And, and and when he wasn't over, he was like, I gotta go to the bathroom. Like he's just like, man, yeah. it was the best. Though. So we we had some some of that where my kids they watch everything on either Netflix or we DVR stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, when we watch the live something live, he doesn't get it. Like, yeah. they don't get it. Like, let's pause. I'm like, well, no, well we could pause, but it's live. Like, yeah. or we got home, we didn't DVR. Let's go back. Well, we, we, we didn't. It's happening now. The, the level of conversation that you have with kids 
it, it, like you have to explain. Like you got at their days now, you got to explain everything. Yeah. But he was like, "Is it over?" And I'm like, "Harp, you can't." In the middle of the movie. In the movie. Is it over? <laughs> oh, Dad, what is that? Hey, Harp, you can't be yelling <laughs> in the movie, man. Not at home. It's not no, just us. Not, yeah, but he don't. He did not care. Yeah. No. It, it is especially when you, like you said, introduce some new things or sports or whatever or movies. Like just watching their perspective on it. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. It's how you get aboard here. Love or hate the pitch clock because it was it was a gigantic gigantic part of this weekend with all the stuff across Major League Baseball. You you mentioned all the violations. I think there were thirty five. Thirty five. Um, it was a lot. It was it was a lot and. You know, I think people are going to be like, well, you know, we'll see what happens. But this is going to happen during the season. Now, I would think as the year goes on, they would get it. But yeah. early in the season, we're going to get some of well, these. It's going to be people are going to complain because it's new. And that's why they're calling it so much. It probably it'll probably go into the season and won't be as many calls made. But I think is there's a concerted effort to try to get people used to it because you have to because the game is changed. And as a matter of fact, the bases. Like when you compare them side by side, you can tell the difference. But on the field, it didn't look it didn't look that bad. It didn't look that bad on the field. Well, no, it didn't. I I thought the bases were fine. Well, it, to your point, Hugh, and I, we were kind of tossing this around a little bit before the show. I know in the NFL during preseason, if they're they're sometimes making a concerted effort to call certain things like almost excessively, just to tell you like, hey, like this is something that we're going to emphasize. We're going to focus on mm-hmm. throughout the season. And part of me wondered if that was sort of something that they were going to be doing in spring training with the pitch clock. But how can you, as uh, as the umpire, just like how can you be more lenient about a clock hitting zero? Like if it hits zero, it hits zero. You have to make the call, right? Yeah, I, I would think so. I would think so. And and the fact that. It's like visual stimulation for the pitcher mm-hmm. because, like, when I, when I saw it comes on, my eyes immediately go to the pitch clock and I'm like, okay, what you going to do? So now the pitcher's looking at it, and he's probably like, oh, my gosh. Like, like in his mind, it, it, he has to speed up. You know what I'm going to be interested to see, fellas, is when you have a pitcher on the mound that's melting down, like he's having a rough day, and how that clock affects him. Because you know, like when you we've seen it mm-hmm. when the pitcher's having a meltdown and he's waving everything off and he doesn't want to throw anything and he's using that time mm. trying to gather himself and the manager's going out of there on the mound and everything. You're not gonna have none of that no, this year. You're right. No, you're, <laughs> none of that's gonna happen. And don't you have a limited number of timeouts too? Is you it? do, or? and you also have as, uh, only a couple of they call it disengagement, so you can step off the mound. Yeah. You can only do that a couple times. Yeah, right? So I, to me, I, I want to see that. I want to see the meltdowns because to me, fellas, that's the best part of baseball. Is when a pitcher's out there, he doesn't have his stuff, yep. and he's like, sweet baby Jesus, I just need a little bit more time. <laughs> and he's all alone and out there. And he ain't got it. I no, it, it's wait a, to see that. It's a great point. 215-592-9494. Your reaction to the pitch clock. Um, and it did make a difference quickly here in the average length of the game. So last season, the average game last year, three hours and seven minutes. If you look at Saturday's games, I have the numbers in front of me for Saturday. 11 of the 16 games were two hours and 35 minutes or less. I mean, that is a major difference. And usually spring training games, I know it because we do them here on WIP, they're usually even longer yeah. because there's like a million pitching changes and whatnot. It, it was a big deal. 215-592-9494 for love or hate the pitch clock. And would you trade the 10th pick of the draft for Jalen Ramsey? A lot to discuss here. Let's go to Cashmere, Potsdam. What's up, Cashmere? Cash. What's up, Joe uh, and Hugh? Man, I I listen to you down in Atlanta. I'm happy. I'm happy to we hear can't, you up in listen, the Good morning, Atlanta. We gotta like I I was somebody just on my Twitter told me that I need to get an Atlanta jar instead of a swear jar. I like this for every time that I say that. I think I have to get on board with that man because I I gotta break that hat. Yeah, or we can or casually we can egg him on and then he could pay for dinner. We all go out one night. I like <laughs> yeah, this. You know what? That might have to happen because <laughs> if I keep saying it, I'm gonna have to pay for dinner. 
Had to take everybody yeah, out. Man, I- before Cashmere, before you go on, Cashmere's a unique listener to you. So he is a, a big Phillies fan. He called me a lot at night, especially after games. Mm-hmm. But he also is a Falcons fan. I think that's how he found you down in Atlanta. Right? Okay. Yep, that's how, see, that's see how I Cashmere, this is going to be. I tried listening to uh, some, Falcons, uh, some Falcons stuff. And then I found you in Atlanta. I was like, oh, man, okay, Hugh Douglas. All right. Because I already knew you from, from your playing days. Cashmere is going to so, make this uh, tough on So that was, uh, that was pretty <laughs> remarkable. So I'm, I'm actually happy to have you uh to have you up and up and helping Joe up a little bit, although Joe doesn't need much help because he's he's already amazing as it is. No, Joe, Joe's the man. You know how Joe's much the, I man. Love you, man. Yeah, Cashmere, the man. Cashmere, what do you think, buddy? What did you think of the pitch clock? So I loved it originally when I was watching the game show. I did. I loved. it. I was like, oh my god, this is great. This is just so amazing. I said, this is quick. This is just it's it's you know it's like the snap of a finger. Go 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 go. And then I kind of saw like, and then you know, and you were seeing the goodness of the pitch clock. However, there's two sides to every story, you know. And then I saw, I don't know if sure, I think you shared on Twitter, the uh, ended, it was a Red Sox, I think it was a Red Sox Braves game. Yeah, yep, yep. And, and, uh, and it ended on a violation. Now, what I'm going to get to is, now, we all think that might be funny now, Joe. However, you know, there's a couple of players in the Phillies, like, say, like Hal Schwarber, Reese Hoskins, Bryce Harper, when he comes back, who are pretty, you know, they're not exactly the quickest guys to get to the plate and try to get their business done. They want to take their time. And the thing is, I'm getting, what about in the regular season, a big game, or God forbid, Joe, maybe a postseason game where if it's two balls, two strikes, three, two, and uh, it's the scores two, two, ninth inning or three, two, ninth inning, and we're losing or we're, we're, it's a tie game and Bryce Harper gets called out on a, on, on a pitch clock violation. Oh man! Yeah, this city, Cashmere, this city would melt down. Yeah, but that's not going to happen because because if because if we had a meltdown over the James Bradbury, technically, because I mean, and everyone will say, "Well, listen, it's the letter of the law. You got to follow the letter of the law. It's the letter. It's the it's the the law there. It's the rule." Well, technically, yeah, technically the rule was James Bradbury was holding was holding uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. But guess what? Nobody agrees with that call because you don't make the call in that situation. But guess what? If you want to hold that same standard, then you'd have to say for Bryce Harper as well if we have that same thing because I just don't know how I'm going to be able to handle that. Now, I love it right now, right? but who knows? In five or six months, show in the postseason in October, if it costs the game during the regular season, I might be calling and fuming about it. Let me, so. tell, you, let me tell you what's going to happen. Players are going to adjust, and I'm going to give you a perfect example. Of that think about Remember the NFL when, when all of a sudden roughing the passer became a blurred line? Mm-hmm. And yeah. you saw guys for like the first week when they were calling it, they didn't know how they didn't know what to do. The next week, not so much. It's gonna be the same thing because in your mind, in your head, mentally, in certain situations, you're gonna know that you're gonna be up against it. So it's one that's why they're calling it as much as they are this weekend, because mm-hmm. they're trying to get players acclimated to it as quickly as possible. I see. I see. That's yeah, how you, that's how you have yeah. to look at. It. And that, I, that's how you have to look at. It. I think by the time we get to October, these they will it will be kind of ingrained in them. But early in the Cashmere, early in the season, it wouldn't shock me if yeah. a scenario you played out like would it, would it shock me the first week of the season? The, Not at all. The Phillies have a violation. It wouldn't. I mean, I, I think it'll, it'll certainly happen around the league. Cashmere, what was your point on the Phillies as as a whole? So the Phillies as a whole, um, I I love. I think as I think as a whole, Joe. Like I said, you know. It, how just how actually so much more athletic they look out there. I think they just look so much more talented and athletic. Because one thing I saw with the Braves and the Mets last year, especially the Braves, and and you you could account to this was how much of the young athletic talented players they mm-hmm. had. The Michael Harris and the Ronald Cunha Jr. Listen, they, they got a they got a young roster, and the great thing about it, they got them for the cheap. 
Yeah, they, they've, they've been amazing. Joe, man. Like, that's what I'm trying to get Joe. We, we got to get them on the cheap, man, because when you get them cheap, you get to keep them longer. Well, you get the good ones on the cheap. <laughs> yeah, but make sure the they get the right ones. Yeah. And, and they, they, they Cashmere, they developed their players, obviously, so well down there. And, and Cashmere, you're right. Cashmere, we appreciate him. We'll hear a lot from Cashmere on the baseball stuff, you. Uh, he's right. Uh, Trey Turner certainly helps with that, though. Like, Trey, and he's not He's yet, juiced. He's, he's not he's juiced super right young, but he's, at, I mean, he's, he's one of the most athletic players in baseball. Yeah. That's why he got the big bust that he got. Yeah. And, 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 and what it is, like, you can tell by the weekend that he had that he's excited to be here. He's excited about what this team could potentially be. Mm-hmm. And he came from a good team. Came from a good team. A little bit closer to home because, if I'm not mistaken, he's from down south. If I think I'm, he's if a Florida from, kid. Yeah, he's, yeah. From yeah, he's from down south. He's from down south. All the so rumors last year, he wanted to come east. Yeah. yeah, He wanted to be here, which is obviously great for the Phillies. That, they, that was almost an easy signing for them. Let's go to Kyle in south. So I think I found someone who's willing to do this Jalen Ramsey. What's up, Kyle? Hey, how are you, sir? Good, Kyle. Good. What are you thinking? Joe Hugh, congratulations on the Midday Show. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Kyle. Uh, What's on your mind today? Question for you. Um, Well, two questions, actually. I I noticed in the championship game that there were a lot of receivers running wide open, so Patrick Mahomes, don't get me wrong, is a wizard, but it didn't matter that our defensive line was dominant. So I think the the fact that the corners and the safeties and the linebackers were better at covering, it gave the defensive line a little bit more time to get there. So who do you think is more important? The cornerback covering the the wide receivers so that the defensive line can get there or Hargrave who I mean we didn't I don't think we got a sack or, or I think we got two sacks. No, they didn't they, they didn't have a sack they didn't in the have, Super Bowl. They didn't have a sack. Oh, Kansas City had a sack. Yeah. I mean, Kyle, that it, was a run out, it was a run-out sack. Right. It, was still uh, sack. it feels like it's the chicken or the egg question that people in the NFL have been asking for years. What, what's more important, the coverage the or, or the pressure? It's a symbiotic relationship, man. Because I, I can tell you, like, and, I, and I, I will sing their praises until I take my last breath. Troy Vincent, Bobby Taylor, Al Harris were three of the best corners that I ever played with, and it made my job doing what I did so much easier, so much easier. <laughs> and the second question, it seems like it's going towards, like, the baseball thing with the guaranteed contracts and that the Sean Watson contract is just ridiculous. That's what hurt every that's, – that's why we are having a conversation that we're having about quarterbacks right now because you gave Mr. Creepy all that money that you gave him and now you have to pay every other quarterback because you broke Mr. Creepy off. Well, and then think about every – Kyle, every quarterback that has not you know, gotten in trouble off the field like Deshaun Watson, right, and has won more than him, right, because he only won one or two playoff games yeah. whole career. They're all like Jalen Hurts or Lamar. They're both like – why are you giving Miss Creepy all this money and I can't get it? Right, like I'm, 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 I'm a better bet than him. I mean, it, it did. It changed the whole system. So I know this. This is my second question. I know this will never happen, but what would you think if you combined the NBA with the MLB, making max contracts and guaranteed money? So the uh, you know you mean in the end you want to bring this to the NFL. That'll never happen. No, no, no. I'm saying in the NBA, you have oh. max contracts. You can't outbid other teams. Right, that right. This is as much money as you can offer them. But you either increase the salary cap or you guarantee more money. Yeah, so you're saying, so like, you know, the, let's just say $55 million, just pretend. Like, that's the max for a quarterback. Yeah, you know who would love that? The teams. Could be easier yeah, to build a but team. But that's, yeah. You, you know what's going to be interesting in the next couple of years? How they try to stop this. Right. And Kyle, we appreciate it. And what they're going to do is they're going to go younger. They're going to go younger for quarterbacks. They're going to make it see, and I think the the best sample of that is going to be this year. 
with Lamar Jackson because the the fact that they haven't paid him yet is telling. But th- here's the thing. Somebody else is going to pay. Somebody else is going to give mm-hmm. him a ton of money, and he's going to be their problem. It just depends on who, who that team is going to be. Because there's always a de- team desperate for a quarterback. Yeah. Always, right? So this even a quarterback-driven league. Yeah, and there's always two or three teams or five, you know, that they're just desperate. 215-592-9494. Let's go to Rob and Delco. What's up, Rob? Rob. Yo, what's up, Yo, what's up guys? What's up, you? What's up, Joe? What's going on, man? Hey, How you Rob. doing today? Listen, man, I'm a little, I got a point on the on the uh, time clock thing. Um, it's kind of hypocritical, but I'll get to the Sixers first, guys. Listen, I don't know how to feel. How should I feel about the game the other night? That we you should feel to- good. I don't know if Joe feels that way, but you should feel good. Why, Hugh? Tell me why. I because, look, at this, this is the analogy that I'm using this. You know, if, if you've ever had an older brother that used to got- kick your butt all the time. I got three of them. I'm one yeah. of five. I got three of them. Yeah. yeah, so he used to kick your butt all the time, right? All the time. And that one time where you punched your brother in the nose and you drew blood? And I said, them days are over. Them days are That's over. That's right. That's what I'm talking about. That means that we about to turn the corner. I was going to say, you, but we haven't punched him in the nose yet. You, you know did. Right? You punched him in. Well, the clock ran out, but you got a good <laughs> lick in. <laughs> you got you. Like you. Who thought that they were going to fight to be back in that game, though? Like well, to, 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 to use point there, when they blew the 15-point lead and they were down 10, right? The yes. Six were up 15, then they were down. I thought yeah. it was over when they were down 10. I didn't think they were going to fight back. Rob, they did fight back. Disappoint, disappointed the way they lost. My biggest takeaway was not that they can't compete with the Sixers. I think uh, the Celtics. I think they could compete more than they have in the past. I'm just – we overrated Maxi. I mean, we overrated him. He's not he's that guy that yet. Coming up. Well, he was supposed to be the third, the third banana on this yeah. thing, and he's just – Rob, he's, he's not had a good season. I, Joe, I agree. I'm extremely disappointed in that. Um, but uh, you know, it's, it's the same thing I said the other day when we came when we had when we came back the other night. It's the same story. I've seen it year after year. I, it don't start for me till the second round, guys. It just doesn't. That's what everyone says. <laughs> yeah, Rob, what Rob, quickly, says. what do you think about the baseball rules? The pitch pitch clock. I, in a way, I like it because the games are shorter. I get the better of it, but I don't like it because I can't get up and go to bed and get something to eat. Man. I, like, I like that little break in between. That's not hypocritical, though. I like that little time. Yeah, <laughs> you know, there's a rhythm to baseball that I think people got used to, but also it, it got slow. It got too slow. Rob, we appreciate the phone call. 215-592-9494. we got a lot to talk about here on the show today. I would trade the 10th pick for Jalen Ramsey. You says no. Go young. Go through the draft. I, I still think Ramsey's a top-five corner, and I want to replicate what they had last year. No, no strings attached. No questions asked. I'm not worried about a young corner developing. They plug Ramsey in here next year. This defense could be excellent. We'll give you an update on the defensive coordinator stuff coming up in a little bit. Elliot's going to join the show at 1 uh, right before he flies out to the NFL Combine in Indianapolis. We'll keep taking your calls as well on all this. Ramsey, and did you love it or hate it, the pitch clock? I mean, it was the biggest story in Major League Baseball this weekend. We had a violation end a game, and you watch some of those videos. Man, that ball gets back to that pitcher. It is pitched quickly. 215-592-9494. It is how you hop aboard. A lot to discuss. Love or hate the pitch clock. And uh, we'll get to the t- t- tough Sixers loss as well from the weekend and more on Sports Radio 94 WIP. The stretch run of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, America's number one sportsbook. New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line of point scorers and threes drain. We got tonight another big game for Philadelphia tonight. I will go with the over on the points here tonight. 
for James Harden. FanDuel lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94 WIP. I really like the FanDuel app. Don't miss a chance to get your your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O. That's FanDuel.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O to learn more. Make every moment more at FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.